You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. The following is a close to the heart presentation in association with the PFC Podcast Network and has been rated L for mature audiences only. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of a family under 18 years of age. I'm Jason Klaus, and over the course of my life, I have done a lot of different things, worn a lot of different hats. But this may be my greatest endeavor yet. Welcome to my show, and on here we will discuss a variety of different topics from sports to entertainment to pop culture, but above all else, we will discuss how we can make a positive difference for ourselves and for those in and around our lives. I may go on rants, I may go on sidebars, but it all comes from the heart. Welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Hey everybody, welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. I'm Jason Klaus, and thank you so much for joining me this week. Um, I am literally doing this at the 11th hour, uh, not for any other reason than I do not have enough hours in the day. So I'm kind of doing this remotely. If you hear um, a bunch of unnecessary racket in the background, uh, that is because as I'm recording this, I'm driving to my shoot job and <laughs> uh but like this was the only time I had to record. So the audio may sound a little bit funky and I apologize for that. Um, there will be a time here and probably around the 10 or 15 minute mark where things will calm down because I will have, well, arrived to work and I won't be driving. So um, just bear with me for a little bit. <laughs> hey, this, these are the links that I go, okay? to make sure that I've got original content as close to the designated time as I possibly can. It doesn't happen every week like this, but like seeing what my schedule looks like moving forward in the forecoming couple of weeks, this, this was my best option. So, um, but listen, that's, that's just, that's just part of it. So, <clears throat> pardon me, I was thinking about something, and as I was thinking about it, like I was listening to Christmas music on the radio, I mean, just moments ago, and uh, the DJ was talking about, you know, the greatest gifts or the best gifts that they received as kids and what the, what the big gift is this year. Now, when I think about the big gift of the year, for whatever reason, 
the first one that pops up, and and I don't know if it's if it was a marketing thing or like I just don't know what the hysteria behind the whole thing was. But the first real big uh, major gift or whatever that came across my radar that you know it was in the headlines. Like this was the gift to get. If you like, the marketing was as such that subconsciously these retailers and agencies that create these commercials and things of this nature like they subliminally put the message in in parents heads that if you want to be a good parent you need to get this gift and the manufacturers know that and they only make x amount so they can drive the cost up, right? Supply and demand. And like the the first one that really comes to mind on that level was that Tickle Me Elmo. Like when Tickle Me Elmo came out, it was a huge deal. Like, I, and I don't even know why. Uh, I I mean, God, what I don't I couldn't even tell you what year that was. Somewhere in the nineties, I feel you know, I feel like. But like ever since then, the concept of the toy of the year has been a thing. And like it has spawned movies, you know, the idea of it has spawned movies, like the one that comes to mind right off the top of my head is uh Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. They were looking for Turbo Man. Turbo Man was the big toy in that movie and all the shenanigans and hoopla that went into Arnold's character, the dad trying to find this toy for his son. And like he, he was under the, he was under the gun because he, you know, more or less was told if you don't get this toy for your kid, you're a shit dad. And like, that's awful. That's an awful feeling. <clears throat> I say that to say that there is a, there's a disconnect. Seriously. Like, <laughs> and the ones that are fueling this are toy companies, are uh, advertising agencies. Things of this nature, things that uh, play hand in hand with this this, this type of, of scenario. Like they have created their own hysteria. They have advertised it as such. And because of that, it's it's not about and even though they will they will tell they will try to sell you on the fact that you know, the joy of children at Christmas time overrides everything. And the only way your child is going to achieve that kind of joy is if they receive this particular gift on Christmas morning. Generally, um, courtesy of Santa Claus, more often than not. Now, <laughs> I have issues with this, as you can imagine. Um, you know, growing up in the 80s, 
being an 80s kid, that's probably where the real uh, first wave of heavily marketed merchandise became prominent. And I realize it goes hand in hand with, you know, the advances in, you know, in what went into creating the, the, the different toys and the different avenues for marketing and things of this nature. Like, things in the 80s were different than things in the 60s. And I have no doubt that, you know, in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, for as long as there's been any sort of media, whether it be audio or video, uh, there's been commercials, there's been advertisements, but the presentation just continues to get more and more over the top. Now, with that being said, I can, I can tell you, and I realize it has a lot to do with the way our visual entertainment is distributed nowadays, like it's no longer on a tube TV with rabbit ears, like things are streamed through the internet and, you know, all of that stuff, like and it, to the point to where cable television and satellite television are probably going to become obsolete here very shortly, sooner rather than later, like within the next decade. There, you won't hear a whole hell of a lot about cable TV or, or satellite dishes and things of this nature. Because I feel like, you know, the trend is everything is moving towards streaming capabilities and platforms and apps and things of this nature. Looking back on my childhood, I realize how young minds, kids, are very easily sucked in to the right kind of advertising. They're selling a product that appeals to that demographic. The toys, the clothes, the gizmos, gadgets, and gimmicks. I mean... Like in the the 80s is when uh, video game consoles really became prominent, you know, with Atari, with uh, Nintendo, with Sega. I mean, it, it started to really, that is where the roots of where we are now with the Xboxes and the Playstations and, 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 and things of this nature. And I realized looking back now, like, man... <laughs> those marketing dudes that sat around a table smoking cigarettes and drinking pots of coffee, like they came up with the winning formula that sucked us in. And in turn, we became perennial pains in the asses for our parents, begging and pleading and writing to Santa. And we got to have this toy. Meanwhile, the price of the, of these sons of bitches are getting higher and higher and higher to the point to where, you know, you almost have to remortgage the house just to be able to afford what is deemed in your kid's mind as a successful holiday season. Well, no. That is wrong. And we as adults and we as parents have the power 
that we often do not utilize to teach our children what the greatest gifts truly are. And I've got, and here's the spoiler alert before we start going into that. Um, it cannot be bought at a store. You cannot order it online. Now, I, I'm going to say that, and then I'm going to follow up with what it is. And I'm sure you've already picked up on it, but there's at least one smartass listening right now that's like, well, if you know, for the right kind of money and the right, you know, if you go to the right website, you can blah, blah, blah. To which I say, you are a butthole and uh, a contributor to the problems in which I am talking about right now. Look, I, I, I appreciate sense of humor. I enjoy a good chuckle. But, like, if, if you don't take this seriously, fundamentally you are contributing to what the issue is. And it is a piece of the proverbial pie when you look at our society and what I have deemed over and over and over again as the deterioration of such. That is a big part of it. It is a piece of the pie. Because again, we have the opportunity to teach younger generations what is truly important in life and in this particular situation uh, with the holidays. Regardless of what holiday you celebrate, maybe you celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, Christmas, whatever it is. You heard me last week on here talk about, look, the it doesn't matter what you celebrate. As long as you celebrate with those people who mean the most to you. Now, I also understand that there is a lot of people that spend their holidays alone for a variety of reasons. And that makes me so sad. But I understand it. I, um, just about every holiday, just about, not everyone, but quite a, the majority of the holidays this year, for me, were fucked up in one way or another. Uh, Thanksgiving was, was, was pretty remarkable. And, like, you have to wait and see what Christmas brings here. It's certainly heading in the right direction, I can tell you that. It uh, has a brighter outlook than it did a couple of weeks ago. And I can't wait to be able to get to a point to where I can dive deeper into that so I can express exactly why I have this renewed um, en enthusiasm for the holidays. Because, like I said, it wasn't there. It wasn't there at all. And that was a very um, unfamiliar feeling to me. But I got to thinking, man, especially when, when I was listening to the, the DJ talk. 
Um, <laughs> the greatest gifts that we could give or that we receive or that we have doesn't happen on one day of the year. It doesn't happen during a concentrated period of time that's deemed a season of some sort, in this case, the holiday season. The lucky ones get to experience it every day. Well, let, let me back that up a little bit. Every single individual has the capability to enjoy that every single day. If they choose to. You know what that is? Friendship. Friendship. Yep. That's the answer. That's the answer. Now, I say that, and there's going to be a few in their minds. They're going to be like, well, my greatest gift is my husband or my wife or my kids or, yeah, yep, I understand that, but uh, don't you feel like fundamentally those relationships that you have, I mean, somewhere or another, on some level, it is a friendship. Your significant other is your best friend. Your, you know, the relationship you have with your kids, assuming it's a good one, like there's a level of friendship there. Now, sidebar, there, there is that capability of focusing more on trying to be friends with your kids than it is trying to be a parent to your kids. And that does not always lead to uh, ideal situations or conversations. Because at some point, you, you've got to put, you've got to take off the friend hat and put on the parent one. And that causes conflict. But, you know, you're able to come back, you know, come back on one page once you get past and talk through what whatever is going on, and you can resume that friendship, you know? Like, my significant other, uh, like, the very foundation of our relationship started as a friendship and it just happened to grow into what it is now which is you know a catalyst for this happiness in my life that I just I never knew existed on this level and I get to enjoy that every single day and I'm here to tell you, and I tell her this all the time, probably to the point to where it's like she's tired of hearing it. But like, 
she's my greatest gift. And I, there is not a day that goes by that I do not tell her or relay to her in some way or another, either verbally or through text or whatever. Hey, I appreciate you. I cherish you. And I do not, under any circumstances, take you for granted. I make a point to tell her that every single day. You know what else I do? I thank God for her every single day. And I let her know that too. Friendships. Even though it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows across the board. Because when you're dealing with personalities, sometimes they clash. Even if you have just about every single thing in common, there's always going to be that one thing that triggers an argument or a disagreement or a misunderstanding. But as long as you're able to work through it with proper communication. There's nothing that can really tear apart a strong, meaningful friendship. <clears throat> I look back over the course of my life and I think about the different people that I've encountered. I think about the different individuals I had friendships with or that I thought I had friendships with. When you talk about a period of time, like I'm 46 years old, right? And I spent 28 of those years in the world of professional wrestling. And you can imagine how many different personalities I came across, both like roster members, you know, guys that came to work for the MWO, fans that came to support the shows, venues that allowed the shows to happen. Like I've come across a lot of people in my day. And, like, I have known and I have been friends with some pretty remarkable people. As I uh, sit here now, like, of all the people that I've known, and all of these friendships that I've had, and many of which subsequently have lost or walked away from, like, there's like two that I have known and that have maintained my bullshit, been able to deal with my bullshit, and vice versa, let's be honest. For like over 30 fucking years. Um, <laughs> I can't imagine life without them in it. In, in one way or the other. 
Do we talk all the time? No. I mean, often, pretty often. Uh, nowadays, I mean, there have been stretches of time where, you know, we just did not, you know, talk or communicate because we were busy doing life, our individual lives. But I can also tell you that during the course of this last year, among the many other lessons that I have learned, um, you've got to make time for your friends. I sit here now and I think about the select group of people that I consider friends, that I care about. Now, even though there is no more Michigan wrestling organization, and even though I'm not involved in that genre of entertainment anymore, like I still correspond with a lot of people during the course of my day-to-day -day operations in a number of avenues and scenarios. But like there's... There's a select group, and they are my go-to people. They are the ones that I know I can turn to if I need something, and they will be there. And in turn, I hope that they know that it's vice versa. You know, um, one very good friend of mine you know it helps that that uh he and i work the same shift you know um i mean our hours vary by like 25 minutes or some shit like that something ignorant but um it's nothing at all you know at 1 in the morning i'll i'll get a text message from him because he wants my opinion on something. Or he came across a meme or a video or something that he thinks, I mean, it clearly registered with him and he thinks that it would register with me because right now our lives are running parallel. Like we're very much um, experiencing similar situations in our lives that are bringing us tremendous tremendous amounts of joy and happiness. And for us, knowing what each other has gone through, um, that is the epitome of friendship. Because, because I, I know that if I need something, he's a phone call away. He's a text message away. Hey, I need this. If it was serious enough, I have no doubt he would drop what he was doing and help me. That's a friend, man. A friend is somebody that you can trust. A friend is somebody that you can confide in. Somebody that you know is not going to 
judge you or belittle you or you know condemn you even when you fuck up and they realize you're fucking up and they could tell you look you are going about shit the wrong way but if this is the way you insist on going I'll be here with you to clean the mess up that's a friend Somebody that reads you, reads your body language, reads your tone, reads your aura. And without you saying a word, they realize they have picked up on the fact that something is not right. And they make themselves available right then and there. Or they do something that they know at bare minimum, is going to bring a smile on your face because they know something's off. That's a friend. Somebody that you could call at 237 in the morning because you are wasted in the parking lot of a bar and you can't drive. Number one, pretty remarkable that you still have the mental capacity to realize that you are indeed uh, messed up and driving a vehicle is the absolute last thing you really need to be doing. You call them, they come get you because they care. They may, uh, they may ride your ass a little bit, um, you know, to make you understand why number one, this cannot be a, a regular thing and, you know, to keep you on your toes. That's a friend. Let me tell you what's not a friend on the flip side of the coin. Sidebar. And a, a, I realized I just did it and, and it made me think of this. <laughs> um, apparently, and I guess I didn't even, even realize I was doing it. But every now and again, when the situation calls for it, I make sound effects. And apparently, with a few of yous, they're pretty popular. <laughs> so, um, so let me tell you what's, what's not a friend. Somebody that does not have your best interest at the forefront. Somebody that you have to question their motives. Like something don't feel right. Like you feel like you have to watch what you say around them for fear it's going to uh, get back or get out and it causes a degree of drama and controversy. Like if you have any, if 
you have to sit there and consciously filter and censor yourself for anything more than 25% of the conversation. You should probably reevaluate the status of that particular friendship or relationship. Because what is the point? You're presenting yourself as a less than authentic version of yourself. You're filtered. You're edited. Ooh, that's a good one. You're edited. You know, as if they're going to put Deadpool on network television. They can't run it in its original form. They have to edit it to make it appropriate to be seen in prime time on network television. You shouldn't have to edit yourself. You shouldn't have to, you, you should be able to feel comfortable enough and trust the individual enough to where you can put it out there. Because if you're not able to put it out there with them, I mean, is it really worth investing a bunch of time and effort into it? I, I don't know. I guess that's an individualized thing. For me, at this point in my life, no. Look, man, I learned a lot this year. I had a lot of realizations. Reality slapped me upside my bald head a couple times. And, um, you know, there's, over the course of this year, people that at one time, declared to me, man, I will always have your back no matter what. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, as you embark on this journey for this new chapter in your life, trying to find happiness, this, that, or the other thing. Um, <laughs> they were jumping off as... as as if the Titanic was going down, man. Like they were scrambling for lifeboats. At, in a couple of instances, was pretty bummed. Long time friends, like decade plus. People that knew a lot about me and I knew a lot about them, good and bad. And sprinkled in with the healthy, healthy heaping of ugly. Um, but over the course of time, man, like that, that uh, proverbial line was drawn in the sand and they chose to go the opposite side from which I was standing. And, if, you know, at first I was bummed. You know, a few of them, like I said, like it, it. It kind of got me right in the feels, man. It got me in the heart. But then I realized something. 
and it didn't take me a whole hell of a lot time to figure this out. Like, there wasn't an extended mourning period or anything like that. I shifted my focus. I looked at what it was. I looked at the scenario as a whole, and I looked at the person in individually. And if they were quick to jump off or jump the side, for the lack of a better term, well, that was their decision. Can't fault them for that if that's what they decided to do. What I can fault them for is how they act, what they say, how, you know what I mean, their presentation. That I I can wholeheartedly fault. I can have an issue with that. But then I realized that's an awful lot of emotion and an awful lot of time d dedicated to um, a person or a scenario that at the end of the day really doesn't mean much. You know why? I look at it as, well, the trash took itself out, saved me the trouble because there's that other side too, man. I sever ties with people that I found out were not in my best interest. And again, some of them long-time friends. 5, 10, 12 years. It's a long time. But I don't need that negativity in my life. I don't need that bullshit. There's, there's enough other fuckery going on in the world that you know, I, if, if I have a say in it, it's out of here. No questions asked. And not a regret to be had. Does that make me an asshole? Yeah. To some. To others, I'm a hero. To others, I'm an inspiration. One, one particular quote made me chuckle. You know, again, I like chuckling. I uh, I appreciate good humor. Like, man, you have balls of steel. And I don't know about all that. But what I do know is that... Um, and I know this is going to really sound cold and heartless and it's kind of a contrast to what we try to do here on the show but for the sake of context and especially with what we're talking about here as i start to wind this down this is going to be a little bit shorter episode but um <clears throat> you know those people that i had to sever ties with or that i felt like i had to sever ties with are the ones that walked away or criticized, condemned, you know, all that shit. I don't lose sleep over it because of this reason. Simply put, and as honest as I can be, I really and truly do not give a fuck. Not a one. You know why? Because I look at the people in my life right now. And each and every one of them is a contributor to this period of my life 
that I am experiencing happiness that I never knew was a real thing. And like I said, man, like, you, you, you can either join me on this ride or get the fuck out of my way. Go do you. Go spew your fucking mi miserable rhetoric somewhere else. I'm sure there's a group of people that would just hang on every single word that you say because misery loves company. And in your mind, you are, you may be the baby faces and I may be the heel. Probably and generally speaking, that can be the case. But you know what? Um, heels are also a very beloved part of any story. So I'll facilitate what, whatever bullshit role or label that that's bestowed upon me. I'm just doing me, man. And part of doing me is recognizing and realizing the greatest gifts in life, and that is the people that I share it with every single day. So with that, we're going to put a bow on this episode. Um, this is uh, th this is Christmas week, and uh, so I wanted to, t to take this opportunity to tell each and every one of you that tune in week after week after week how much I appreciate you. Your support means more than I'll ever be able to express, and uh, I wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas with your friends, with your family, and take this holiday and use it as the platform or the backdrop to let those people in your life know just how truly special they are and what they mean to you. That may be the greatest gift you can hand out this year. For questions, comments, feedback of any type, you can find us over on Facebook or go to clausetotheheart.net, which is the official website of the PFC Podcast Network. With that, Merry Christmas. Go out, be awesome to yourselves and to each other. We'll see you right back here next Tuesday with a new episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast, a flagship show of the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. Did you grow up in the 80s? Are you an 80s kid? Man, it was such an iconic time. And now with all the renewed interest in the 1980s, we figured now was as good of time as any to launch the newest show on the PFC Podcast Network. Join Sean Grugel and myself as we do a weekly deep dive into an aspect of the 1980s that made it the decade that it was. From pop culture, to sports, to news, to politics, and everything in between. If it happened in the 1980s, it's not off limits. 
So join Sean and myself as we go power tripping through the 80s on the PFC Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm.